Hello, hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of You Talk. Uh, I'm Rob, that's Jay, and that's Sean. Sean Sean Cos is a -a one-of-a-kind, multi-talented artist and co-owner of Any Means Necessary Clothing. With a quarter of a million followers combined across social media platforms, Sean creates art, physically and digitally, for audiences who enjoy dark art and dark humour. Despite the dark art and humour, Sean is an advocate for mental health and creates mental health artworks and books. Sean, it's an honour to have you here on Talk. And before we go any further, could you give our listeners a quick hello? Hi, I'm Sean. (laughs) No, uh, hello! Oh, yeah. Hello! Uh, As we mentioned, uh, you're a multi-talented artist and you create uh, art physically and digitally. Do you want to talk to our listeners a little bit about how you got started in your art career? Um, Yeah, I, as far as I can remember, I started doing artwork since I was five years old, uh, drawing dinosaurs, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, drawing on walls. Uh, My mom is... uh, a big supporter of anything I did creatively. Uh, my dad was an artist. Uh, he drew a lot in the military, never really pursued it. It was kind of like a hobby, but I found a bunch of his uh, old Beetle Bailey comic redraws and then a bunch of like animal portraits he did. And it intrigued me that he was able to create something so realistic from his hand. And so it kind of like put me in that journey of, oh, I want to, I want to do artwork. Um, but it wasn't really something like, I guess I chose to do. I, I, I always tell people I was just kind of born as an, an artist. Like uh, there's a lot of people I know who are like, they go, Oh, I want to be an artist. I'm like, we'll do it. And they're like, well, you know, I don't really have the ideas or anything like that. But for me, it's like, I've always been embodied by art. So I've always wanted to create. I've never had a moment where I'm like, Oh, I want to choose this path. It was like almost like I was born into this path. Um, but I did it for, I mean, I drew every day got bad grades in school for in the beginning because I was drawing all the time, skipping class to go to art class, uh, hang out with my art teacher. Uh, Got out of high school and joined up with the uh, webcomic Cyanide Happiness, which has a very vast following uh, across uh, YouTube and other platforms. And that kind of thrusted me into the spotlight as an artist. Uh, So I, I always tell people I got the kind of the game genie code for uh an aspiring artist because i got thrusted into this super popular brand so it threw my artwork in the forefront uh that would probably have taken me another five ten years to even get that out there um being a son of a workaholic family um i understood that you know i can turn artwork into a business so from that point i kind of focus on how to market myself as a brand as an artist um to kind of keep growing this audience. And, you know, I was with Sunday Happiness for about 10 and a half years. Uh, we parted ways in 2021, right when everything started shutting down. And during that same time, I uh, was in nursing school because my dad said, hey, don't be a dumbass. Whoops. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's why. Don't, <laughs> don't be dumb and go get a real degree in something. That way you don't have to rely on your artwork. So I went to nursing school, became a, a registered nurse, uh, worked in the ER surgery department. Uh, at the same time on top of that, hence workaholic. Uh, so I was doing cyanide happiness, nursing, and uh, started a clothing brand with my business partner and best friend just to kind of keep creating artwork. And then uh, of 2021 of last year of October, I ended up leaving nursing completely to pursue artwork full time. Uh, did, did, oh, did, did digital art have anything to do with that? Or the, you know, the sort of the um, the advent of, of, of NFTs and, and you know, tokenized uh, so art? 
really, um, it was just the, my mental illness artwork in 2016 was what really kicked it off for me. Um, I did a whole series, uh, 32 different mental illness disorders uh, in a darker aspect because I don't feel like mental health is a happy-go-lucky thing to have. Mm. And so I predict, uh, uh, depicted them as like monsters and dark and, you know, uh, scary things because, I mean, mental health can be scary. Yeah, I think a lot of people would agree. Yeah. Right. And it, I blew up. Like uh, I had Huffington Post, um, BuzzFeed, BoardPaint, all these outlets reached out to me, blew me up out, out of the water and kind of started going this direction of being an advocate for mental health through artwork. And also in the last two years, I kind of, I fell into the whole crypto world. Mm. Um, my consultant for my clothing brand has been heavily invested into cryptocurrency since like 2010, I think, or whatever Ooh. Bitcoin was like dollars. Uh, he's old. But, yeah, it's um, also, yeah. <laughs> he should be rich as well, hopefully. <laughs> uh, he, he's doing pretty good. Uh, he kind of opened my eyes to the world of cryptocurrency. You know, I got invested in the Bitcoin Ethereum. Uh, I discovered like the rebase tokens of 2021, which was uh, super lucrative for me. Um, mm. That was life-changing money for me. And then I found my way into the NFT market um, through the same consultant. I didn't really understand it at first. You know, I was aware of crypto punks. And then I saw these board apes. The board ape thing still hurts me because me and my consultant <laughs> were both going to buy one when they were still like, I think, two ETH. And we just never did. Because like, ah, we don't know. It's kind of weird. And I mean, that's the thing, though. You don't. You really don't. You know, don't. Yeah. But so here, funny story. Uh, so Mutant Ape Board Club and doodles uh i had a, a feeling about getting into those when they were both like but i think doodles was like two e three e uh mutant ape club was still kind of picking up steam but it was still affordable yeah i was like man i'm thinking about buying one of these i had this gut feeling and i didn't pull the trigger because like it's all said well you know mutant ape's a derivative nft of the board ape so i may not do as well and yeah, the doodles yeah. uh, has no <laughs> real utility at the Wrong, time yeah. yeah and i'm like okay yeah i talked myself out of it because i mean two three eth when the market was at the height of like you know 32 3300 for yeah it's not a small amount is it yeah. I was like, that's a lot of money yeah. so i said no nah, i'm good and obviously i'm now kicking myself in the ass because i'm like <laughs> should have gotten but um i started getting into my own nfts i took a couple of my pieces uh and kind of reworked them, kind of made them a little bit fancier looking uh, and put them up. And I had a couple of collectors that end up buying them. And I was like, holy crap. Like, yeah, there's something here. <laughs> I can sell a, a digital recreation, uh, add some, you know, flair to it. And someone will purchase this for a high end amount. And then they have, you know, proof of ownership of this thing that no one else has. You know, you can, you have your right click save <laughs> uh yeah morons. but uh like it was like an eye-opening experience i'm like holy crap like nfts is like a new this is a new thing and i'm seeing all these artists who've struggle like for artists yeah and like that starving artist is going to be like a thing of the past because <laughs> hopefully hopefully for, for yeah, some I mean, yeah we always hear like we always hear like the good stories about everyone who's like life changing money from selling NFTs. Yeah, but I believe it's we're so early in it uh, that the opportunity is there for a lot of artists. Not mm -hmm. every artist, but I mean, same thing in just in real like in 
the traditional sense where not everyone's going to have a successful clothing brand. Not everyone's going to be a absolutely yeah, yeah. artist on you know social media. You know, there's a lot of luck involved. There's a lot of hard work involved. You know, a lot of research. Um, I'm yeah. Well, still... so, so, what was that learning curve like for you, Sean, to, to get uh, to go from sort of you know to, to print physical art to to digital, particularly NFTs? It's it's not that a simple of a process, is it? it it's not. Um, I I think I fell into the trap of trying to find out what I think people would buy as an NFT, as opposed mm. to just putting out my work as NFT. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, you know, the meme thing was kind of big. Like, uh, the, um, was it the, the cat, the, the Naya cat or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, all these memes were coming back. I'm like, okay, I should come up with a meme. And I did a couple (laughs) of NFT meme ones and obviously they bombed. And, um, I, I've, I've learned a lot in a very short time. I actually, that's my daughter trying to come in. (laughs) Uh, so my, I have a friend, you guys may be familiar with, his name is Boss Logic, uh, phenomenal artist. He works for like uh, Marvel, DC. He's just, he's crazy. He's just so good at all of his art, but we'll he, he did a whole collection on gauntlets, uh, NFT collection. There's 10,000 of them. And his team actually helped me try to do my first release, which mm-hmm. I was doing. Um, uh, we call it emotion, uh, just emotions, sorry, the NFT part. But mm-hmm. um, I did 717 of them, but I learned that like behind the NFT, especially when you're doing a collection, a lot of it goes into marketing, a lot of it goes into like knowing people of worth that will like support it. Absolutely, I had, some, yeah, yeah. I had some good names, like some people with a lot of followers help rep it and just, I, I jumped into early in the collection space. You know, I'm an artist, I'm not a... Um, a bored ape or something like that, mm-hmm. you know. It's so created art almost. I mean, like, say we want about bored ape. There isn't a lot of art skill that goes into creating them, really, is there? Um, <laughs> I I think well, the hardest part with those collections is creating all the assets. It's, yeah. It may not always be like the greatest art, but it's very time consuming. Like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's, collect collectively, it's it, it's quite it, a, a, an achievement. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it, yeah, definitely. But I started, I started going back to just doing like my artwork and putting it up there. Uh, the thing I'm dealing with currently, which some artists may have the, uh, the same issue with is I'm coming from a traditional, you know, digital art background in selling prints and clothing. So a lot of my audience is into that understanding of, okay, if I purchase this, I'm getting a print, but you know, we have this misconception and a lot of this, uh, I guess FUD going around that, you know, NFTs are destroying the planet. Yeah. It's a scam. It's a Ponzi scheme. And I have a lot of, a lot of fans or former fans that literally left me because I got into the NFT space and I feel like they're only hearing what, um, like the echo chamber of is like, Oh, it's killing the planet. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, no, your car's killing the planet. New York <laughs> city's killing the planet. NFTs aren't killing the planet. I'm sorry. If the planet's dying, it's been dead. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, Big corporations um, as well. That it, it, it's yeah. true. Yeah. It's not like, you buying an NFT. Right. And there's like, well, I right clicked and saved it. I'm like, you're not understanding what the NFT is. You know, in the beginning, right now, we're in it and it's art based and it's awesome mm-hmm. for me. But the 10 year, 20 year uh, vision of what NFTs are going to be is phenomenal. It's not going away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
And of course, you know, the get off my lawn type are like, I don't like change. I don't want this, you know, but eventually, you know, our house titles are going to be NFTs, you know, um, I like tickets. the idea. What's that? Concert tickets are going to, concert ticket, music gigs are going to be exactly. NFTs. Everything's going to be an NFT. It's nothing different than a membership club. Yeah. Uh, like I bring up my wife's, uh, when my wife was a teenager, she was in the Metallica, like, groupie uh, club where she had a membership card and every month she got Metallica, like, memorabilia. It's literally the same thing, except instead of a card, you have a wallet NFT address that, and, but I don't think people see that. They just see all this money and they automatically go to the whole, well, they're money laundering and it's a scam and that's a Ponzi. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, well, it, yeah. Fans, there it, is it, that aspect as well, to be honest. Yeah, there we is. Can't, yeah, yeah. We, can't, we can't be naive to say that there is an aspect. There is, but there is. you just have to deal with that. There's aspects to everything which is bad. Of course there is. There's aspects to mining which are bad. Of course there are, but then there's positives as well. Yeah, it's like right. EVs. I mean, you know, you know, before Tesla became sort of a, a, a mainstream thing, uh, people were talking about EVs in a very negative manner, uh, definitely from a consumer perspective rather than an environmental perspective. And now, look, you know, we've got, was it the UK are phasing out all non-EV vehicles by, by 2030? Um, same thing was said about the internet as well back in the mid-90s. Uh, web, web 3 is, mm. is the natural evolution of, of yeah. uh, you know, the internet. So I think, I think we just don't like changes like humans because we have, we're very <laughs> <Yeah>. habit-based. <laughs> You know, we create a habit, we have a path and like uh, we have a routine, you know, and when that routine is disrupted in any way, we automatically hang. Look how Scary. we like in the United States, we just uh, the Washington Redskins finally changed their name to the Washington Commanders, which I'm like, that's cool. We, we that's one less racist thing we have. Awesome. Uh, out of this big pile of racism. Um, uh, but so many people got so upset by it. I'm They're like, freaking, yeah. It's a football team. Like it has no effect on your life whatsoever, but it's change. And there's like, I, I don't <laughs> like this. <laughs> Most of people don't even probably support the Washington Commanders. They probably don't. Like, to be honest, like we had it over here. We had a rugby team that had an Indian chief as a mascot for whatever reason. It's mental. They're an Exeter-based rugby team. They still had it. It's like they had to change it as well. It's like yeah. people were on an uproar about it. It's like why yeah, the team's matter? still the same. What they represent like, is still the same. It's like, just that uh, it's that change, that change in routine, the change of what we're used to. And I think that's the same thing with the NFT, the Web3. Like, I have conversations with my brother-in-law who's trying to understand crypto. He's a year older than me, but he, he's very old school. And I'm 39. He, he just turned 40. And he's just like, you know, crypto's not going to be here in like five years. I'm like, they've been saying that. <laughs> yeah. it's not going away like yeah it's gonna be like we're gonna have pit pit, uh pitfalls like currently you know with the market being where it is right now it's like but if you look if you scale back we're just it's still going up like this like not stopping it Uh, there's too many hedge funds and organizations that have so much money in uh, crypto now that yeah. it's impossible, it's we, impossible we, yeah we mentioned this in the past once you've got big big brands you know multi-billion dollar trillion dollar mm-hmm. sectors sort of getting on board you, you know you, you know it's a done deal 
Go look at Facebook. Facebook turned to Meta. They literally changed their whole company to go after like the yeah. crypto. I mean, there's is a, a few a few more sort of reasons mixed in there, you know, bad, yeah, yeah, yeah. bad PR and whatnot. But, but ultimately, if you were going to do that, um, you wouldn't pick something that you didn't think was going to be here 10, 20, 30 years from now. Um, so the fact that they're arguably one of the biggest companies in the world did that. Uh, it's just a stamp of approval. You know, Web3 is here to stay. The metaverse is a thing and it's going to be even more of a thing. And as an artist, I'm going to learn how to... Absolutely, yeah. ...art gallery in the metaverse. Yep. Or you got to leverage it, yeah. Yeah, like I'm not going to fight it and be like, nah, I'm never doing that. It's like people who say like, I'm never getting on social media. Cool. Well, you are now stuck in the 30s while <laughs> you're missing all this other information that's happening out there because you're like... I'm dying on this hill. I'm not getting on social media. The thing that I always fascinates me is that the art world in general has always moved on. Like, look at like Renaissance in like Italy's 1600s. I'm not an art historian. So I don't know, <laughs> the, don't know where I'm going. And then like, when you look at like Picasso's work, but like, if you painted Picasso's work now, you wouldn't become successful. You'd become a Picasso ripper. Or like George O'Keefe. If you painted like a flower, a massive flower, like that's, Oh, George O'Keefe's already done that. You, as an artist, you surely need to find the next big thing. That's how I see it, anyway. As an outsider, yeah, it's extremely thing. progressive, and I think uh, Ragsy in our, in our last podcast touched on that as well. When she, you know, the mediums change all the time. Uh, you know, and and, and digital spaces are, are, you know, it's the new medium now that that so many people are adopting um, and successfully as well. Well, so I was so anti-digital artwork for probably the last until about five years ago like so, how, so, so like, sorry sean how, how did you create your art then was it was it was it you uh, know pen um, pen on paper yeah, pen pencil acrylics oil watercolors nice. like um, it there's something that digital art will never replace that feeling of yeah. putting ink on paper and feeling the paper texture um and i had that old uh old man sense of like i'm never getting away from doing traditional work now i can't tell you the last time i did an original like traditional piece because I just don't have time. Um, and so I have my iPad pro with me everywhere I go. So if I'm on the way to work and I stop and grab something to eat, I can, I'm like, Oh, I have an idea. I can start drawing in my, and then send it to uh, my Dropbox. That way when I get to my studio, I can pull it up and work on it. And this whole time I've been fighting digital artwork and I was like, digital artwork's not hurting yeah. art in general it's like it's giving me more tools to work with you know it's another tool to add to my uh skill level you know so now i'm doing a lot more i'm understanding color theory a little bit better like i, I worked on this piece it's awesome a derivative of that uh oni force you know they're doing um like make new masks for them so i added my little skull guy to it but all done digitally and it's kind of a cheating thing that I can like undo stuff that I put down, but that's so much better than working on a, an original piece. And then I screw something up. I have to scrap the whole piece. Yeah. You know? So, and what? being older, like time has been become more important for me. So like I have a very finite amount of time, so I'm trying to get as much artwork as I can. What will end up happening as well is you'll end up being the King Canutes shouting for the tide not to come in. Which is just completely pointless. Like you might as well adapt to things that have happened rather than right, right. try to change the tide, so to speak. Uh, anyway, uh, let's go on to the clothing brand uh, and any means necessary, which you co-own with your best friend you uh, mentioned before. Um, how did you get into clothing, the clothing business, and uh, was that always a passion of yours? Uh, no, 
I had no desire ever to be in clothing. Um, I tried to do two clothing brands on my own <clears throat> when I was in my early 20s. I had no idea what I was doing. I was just doing artwork on T-shirts. A um, couple years later, I met my now best friend. His name's Mikey. He met, we met at a rock show. I had my first ever art show at this uh, club because I'd never shown my artwork anywhere. And he came up, was talking about how he's making a hip-hop album, and he wants uh, an album cover. And I came from a very, like, all dark, goth, fishnets, you know, <laughs> don't like rap in any way. And this rap guy's coming up to me. I'm like, screw this guy, this little hip-hop kid. And uh, <laughs> he became very persistent. Uh, so I ended up designing the album cover for him. And he kind of told me that, like, you're doing this all wrong. Like you could be making so much more money doing this as a business, but uh, I, I want to see if I can help you. And then uh, a couple of years later, he was working for uh, a cable company uh, called Time Warner. Yeah, and of course. He was uh, at the side of the road in the van, just miserable in his life. He goes, dude, like we should, I got this great idea and I think you're going to love it. I'm like, okay, let's hear it. And he goes, we should start a clothing brand. I said, no, that's a terrible idea because I, that I've tried twice and it failed. But again, him being persistent, he said, let's just make cool stuff with your artwork. And like, if no one else has it, at least we have it. I said, okay, fine, whatever. Uh, so those couple of years uh, was just kind of a hobby. And then obviously the 2016 when the mental illness thing uh, took off, we kind of pivoted that into becoming a part of the brand. So now the brand is also about raising awareness on mental health. And from there, uh, you know, we started understanding uh, research and development on products, how to get blanks, how to screen print properly. And, you know, we grew the company from $200 uh, of my money in a basement to a million dollars in sales last year. And now we have a a 3,000 square foot studio, uh, two other employees uh, working under us. Uh, We are doing, we have a wholesale account with, a company called Zoomies, which is a huge uh, skateboard kind of streetwear retail shop. I was going to say, is that where the where is that where the clothing sort of lies? Uh, streetwear, uh, skateboard, yeah, and that um, sort of stuff. We're kind of in this weird, like obviously, I'm a very dark artist, so I draw a lot of creepy stuff. But we put it on kind of fashionable stuff, so we're kind of in that weird, like fringe area mm. of dark art and streetwear. Because he comes from that hip hop streetwear scene, I come obviously from the darker side. Uh, so it's not really something you're seeing as much. You'll have other brands that have like skeletons on their stuff, but it looks like it's just a, you know, clip art slapped on. Like our stuff actually has like meaning and substance behind it. Really? In our opinion. That, that, that reminds me of Rob and myself. It's very, very dark, Rob. He's a huge, huge, tremendously very dark young. person. <laughs> <laughs> he looks very dark and brooding. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's the, it's the I, well, I, get, uh, I guess England would do that to you, right? Like, of course it would. <laughs> We've got the perfect facial hair. If I, my moustache went onto your... Um, I, I usually <laughs> have some good teeth. Yeah, it'd be perfect. We'd have it, we'd have it I was born in the United Kingdom. Uh, yeah, I don't know where it was some military base, but that was Air Force, but I have dual citizenship. So no, that's, uh, why, that's why the darkness is here. Like you're that's right. snake. Like you can't be dark from here. <laughs> I brought it to America. Uh, quick quick <laughs> question, Sean, as, as well. Sorry, sorry about that, but just about, yeah. about your, your your clothing brand and how, how important has social media been to and and so obviously the digital art as well. You say 2021, you had sort of your you know your sales high. 
um, your high sales. Uh, you know, how important has your social media presence been to branding that exposing, you know, that side of the business and, and basically promoting you, you yourself to, to your audience and a wider audience as well? Has it, has it been pretty um, pivotal, would you say? Yeah, social media is very important. It's a necessary evil. Uh, I know a lot of people hate <laughs> it, but as a, a brand and artist and a company, social media is absolutely essential. I don't care who, what company you are. If you don't have a social presence, it's very hard uh, to like get any additional footing. If you can, that's amazing if you don't have to use social media. But um, we utilize a lot of Facebook advertising. It's still the king in terms of reaching audiences they did come up with a uh oh the apple update of 2021 kind of hurt a lot of advertising because we apple gave users the option to not be tracked by third party uh because yeah. facebook uses a pixel which means if you come to my page and then click a link and go to the website we're tracking you and so then we're developing a profile based on you so that we can create ads to appeal to people who are much like you which to mm -hmm. me doesn't sound like a bad idea. I'm getting stuff curated towards myself as a consumer. Um, but then when the Apple update came out, uh, now you're just getting ads from all these different companies that like maybe like wax removal. You know, maybe you have no desire to ever wax yourself, but you also you're getting <laughs> wax ads because you know, the algorithm was all messed up. But it's a uh, it's a battle too with social media because uh, with Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we're renting the audience, so to speak. You know, mm -hmm. we don't own the audience on that platform, which I think a lot of people don't understand is like, just because you have an audience on that social media doesn't mean you own it. Facebook can shut down tomorrow and all 180,000 of my fans will be gone. They'll be wiped out, you know? So whenever I post something about the clothing brands, their very intricate algorithm knows, okay, he's, he's trying to sell a product. We need to bury that post a little bit and not, not show it to as many of his fans until he pays us to show it. So if I post a, a clothing product right now on my Facebook page, my uh, fan page to say, hey, my clothing brand's dropping this new thing today, uh, get it before it you know, sells out, I might get, you know, let's say 100 likes, 200 likes, maybe two comments. But if I post like a piece of artwork and say, hey, you know, this artwork's, you know, whatever, I'll have like 3,000 likes and 60 comments. And I'm like, oh, okay. And if I put a link in there, it'll vary even more. So mm. it's a lot of maneuvering, um, trying to understand the algorithms, understand what triggers Facebook or social media to like not reach your audience. You know, a lot of people believe in like shadow banning. Yeah. I still don't know if it's a real thing or not because no one's really like came out and showed proof. You know, we hear about it. I think a lot of it depends on what you're posting. Um, and if you're trying to sell products a lot, I think you're going to see a, a decrease in engagement because the algorithm says, well, they're trying to sell to the audience we own. So yeah, they're not cutting us in. Yeah. Do you think it's fair that someone has so much power or like one company? Um, it's, it's hard because without that company, we wouldn't have that yeah. access. So exactly. I, I also hate Zuckerberg. I hate <laughs> the robot. Uh, he needs to shed his skin already and just let us see what he looks like. Um, <laughs> He's just—it's going to come out that he's actually like a uh, a cyborg or something. I have, yeah, I have a feeling his fringe peel, peels back. <laughs> I saw a video of him walking up to uh, an SUV, picking him up, and it looked like he didn't understand how to open up a door handle. Like he was staring at it, like he was it was like um, 
uh, Westworld. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's, <laughs> yeah. looks like nothing to me. You know, yeah. they don't really understand. And then the guy comes around and opens it and he goes, oh, like he was like surprised. I'm like, oh. <laughs> That's why he's so comfortable in the metaverse, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just love to imagine, imagine him doing like normal day things. I love to just imagine him like, like he doesn't with have a woman. A like, it'd, be, it'd be mental. It's like a mental thing. Yeah. Like, imagine him doing that. Like it's, it's crazy. I don't think he could. I don't think he could. He probably oh. like if he has conversations with his wife, he like has to put on like the Oculus like <laughs> because i need to feel like my home world so he slides that on but to go back to your Wouldn't question, be yeah, surprised. Uh, it's it's fair in the sense of they created the product for us to use mm-hmm. and so by creating the product they can decide um i don't it's not their fault that they became so big you know uh they had a good platform in the beginning um and as a business, it's a great platform for us because the advertising on it's amazing. You know, we have uh, a way to reach people. And again, if you don't like the ads, you can say, I don't want to see these ads anymore. So we're not forcing that stuff on them. Um, I would like to go back to the days where if I made a post that all of my fans could see it, mm-hmm. um, but like a good drug dealer, they give you the drugs for free at first and be like, here, try this out. It's, it's good, right? <laughs> and you're like, hell yeah, like you're your dopamine's releasing. You're like, oh, okay, I need more. And I'm like, yeah, here's a little bit more. And then that third time, they're like, okay, now it's going to cost some money. Get on your knees, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, so that's kind of shady, but I mean, that's business. Yeah. Uh, I think that, 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 that's, that's Meta's business, yeah. Yeah, yeah. At U-Hive, we do things a little bit differently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, true, true. Yes. We try to. Uh, well, we do. We, we, we yeah, I'll tell you that. what. I'm still blown away by the... Uh, uh, the 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 one part where like when you go to like look at other people's things and it's like this huge three D space and I was showing my business partner like zooming in he goes how far can you zoom in I was like I don't know I think I can just keep zooming into other platforms like there's all these different <laughs> if you uh, keep zooming you'll you'll end up in Axie Infinity and then you go to Decentraland and then Pulp there we go yeah, I'm gonna wind up with Bitcoin <laughs> yeah, like I don't know if everyone's seen June but I want to get like the spice to like hyperspace into different metaverses that's that's where I see it going. That would be dope. Like, click the button and just like all like the Star Wars lines go by. Have it all on the go. Something that we touched upon about you being British and why you're so dark. Is there any other reason why your art and humor is dark? I blame my mom uh, when we left the United Kingdom. And do you go to the United Kingdom or do you say England? Or is it either or? Is it interchangeable? Oh, you, UK. Mm. It depends on your loyalties okay. lie, to be honest. Like, oh, English, yes. be Scottish, Welsh. No copy? Actually, Great <laughs> Britain is, is virtually dead. We, you know, we've not heard that <laughs> okay. for a while. But, we just call um, it Britain now because we're not great at all. It's <laughs> <laughs> not, not great anymore. <laughs> we, we dropped the great. <laughs> Well, I promise you the U.S. ain't doing much better. I'll tell you that. <laughs> we're, we're literally burning ourselves to the ground. But uh, we moved to Maine, which was another military base. Uh, and my mom was big into Stephen King. Uh, we actually lived nice. very close to his house in Maine. We used to drive by it all the time. She's like, that's Stephen King's house. I'm like, I don't know who that is. I'm five years old. Um, <laughs> but you, she, yes. you shouldn't. Yeah, I'm five years I know, old. Right? Well, I, I learned quickly because – five, six years old, I'm watching Stephen King movies, Alien, The Fly, like all this horror movie stuff. That's what she was into. And I think that's kind of like what molded me into this whole like 
darker morbid artwork and if you met my mom she's like super happy-go-lucky super loud yeah. and obnoxious you've never imagined she's big into like horror dark stuff yeah i, I this theory that sort of millennials but more definitely gen z um they they just don't have that part in in their psyche they don't have that dark part because they've just grown up in a in, in an era where, where it's just that just doesn't exist it was you know it was, it was really big in sort of i mean you know you like myself grew, grew up in the 80s and the, the 90s and the type the types of movies and films and pop culture you know it was a big part of, of that era and, and gen z in particular they just don't even know i think I, perhaps i why i don't know what your audience base looks like but i imagine you you do have a bunch of gen zers who are just you know this is like so unique to them as well because it's just something that they can't access in their own psyche they just you know that that, that the dark arts they you know if you could look at your iron maiden uh you know um mascots and uh and, and hellraiser movies and it's just it, and even even in, even in grunge as well and the type of music that they're they're um you know they're exposed to now it's, it's just not there is it no yeah i i do have a very weird audience i have like 16 17 year old like very like angsty kids and i've got like <laughs> 60 year olds who are like i love this stuff i'm like sweet yeah. <laughs> you know like my audience is very vast in in the age group which has been, uh always been surreal because i'm like I'd, i'll have like you know this there's this one 62 year old grandmother who <laughs> deals with like which isn't really old I mean, that's a younger grandmother but she uh <laughs> I had to say that because my mom's 60. I want her to get upset. <laughs> uh, but she, she had you know, lots of darker artwork. But you would never know because like her house is filled with like all this cute stuff and grandchildren yeah. and all this. She loves like darker, creepier art. And I thought that's just kind of cool. Like I, can't, you know, never judge a book by its cover because I can't really judge like what my fan base is because I got them from the emo kids to the yeah. Gen Zers to the millennials and like to the grandparents. I'm like, apparently my artwork is you know age ageless i don't know <laughs> i can definitely see that though uh, how like, an older person could enjoy your art in a way as well because it is like a gothic sort of thing and like gothic art's been about well, since art really existed they're like really? i was alive during the dark ages i remember this <laughs> I was going to say something about being close to death but i thought it was best yeah to, that's to, to, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I have a yearning towards all this death. I think it's coming for us. As we mentioned before, you're an advocate for mental health. Do you want to tell our audience about uh, what your brand does for mental health as well? Yeah, so uh, obviously my artwork, I do a lot of uh, artwork based on mental health, my own battles with depression and uh, social anxiety. Um, so I do a lot of depictions around depression. And a lot of people relate to it. When we did, when I did the whole October Illness series, uh, a lot of people wanted that in a book form. So me and my business partner said we'd make a booklet out of it and sell that book. And within um, like that month of that book, we made more of that in that month than me and his uh, yearly wages combined at our jobs. And so we wanted to kind of keep pursuing that, being that kind of voice. Um, so we raised a lot of money in 2016. So, uh, I wanted to do something with it. I mean, I've never had income that was like expendable, but I was like, you know, we really shouldn't just take all this money for ourselves because it feels kind of like we're profiting off of something. Mm -hmm. And so we donated, uh, about $10,000 to the treatment advocacy center for mental health and research, which is one of the leading charities that, uh, Robin Williams, wife 
had suggested because a hundred percent of the proceeds go to the facility and like mm-hmm. the research as opposed to like a CEO, like, you know, yeah. like you hear about uh, like Red Cross or was it a uh, Goodwill and uh, I think it was Red Cross, maybe uh, some of them, like the ones that are like super popular, yeah. like 80, uh, 80% of it goes to the CEOs and the rest of it goes to the, the salaries. Yeah. yeah. And like, I didn't want to have anything involved in that. And then every May we would try and do a mental health release because that's mental health awareness month. And, uh, you know, we'll have prints, uh, clothing, and then, you know, we'll donate uh, more uh, from those proceeds as well. And just kind of, you know, let people know that, Hey, I struggle with depression, social anxiety. My business partner suffers with really bad anxiety and depression, but we're not allowing that to kind of, define us you know mm-hmm. uh, mental illness doesn't define us it's just a part of us and so we try to use my platform use the clothing brands platform to let people know like hey like just because you're battling this up doesn't mean like you have to succumb to it um we did a los angeles pop-up uh, a couple years back where we had a bunch of our fans come up and meet up with us it was a terrible idea in hindsight because <laughs> we went to a very public arcade with a lot of loud noises and we have a lot of mental uh, or a lot of fans who deal with mental health problems and a lot of it's like social anxiety or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, too much so loud noise. A lot of triggers there then. Oh my gosh. And so <laughs> one of our really diehard fans came and she struggles a lot. Like, so her social anxiety is like crippling. She came and she was good for like 20 minutes. And she was having like a full on break and, I wasn't aware of it because I was talking to, to other fans, but uh, Mikey, who was drunk at the time, noticed <laughs> that she was visibly upset and came and goes, hey, man, he's like, go talk to her. And, like, I saw her, like, hey, I was like, you want to go outside? Like, let's go get some air. And so she came out and, you know, she was hyperventilating and, you know, I'm trying. I'm not a crisis uh, counselor or anything like that. I don't have any type of background in that. But, you know, just like, hey, let's just take some deep breaths. Let's just relax a little bit. Let's go, you know, take a walk up and down, get the blood flow going. And, you know, she's able to calm down a little bit. Uh, but, you know, she, her, she's one of the fans. I'm like, this is why I enjoy doing it because it helps her. You know, when she goes to therapy, she um, takes like my artwork to, you know, therapy sessions. And it's like, this is how I feel. That's brilliant. You know, words can't That's describe true. it, but your artwork can. And so I have a lot of fans like that. You know, they said like the uh, therapists will ask them how they're feeling. They can't really describe it. So they, they take my imagery. And now I have, I don't know, probably 30 or 40 uh, therapists out there that actually use my book in their sessions. There's a uh, college in Germany that reached out to me and actually licensed all of my artwork to be in their textbook for uh like that's psychology. amazing yeah i bet you're really proud of that yeah that, that was surreal knowing like myself's in like an academic you know realm like that's very surreal i was wanting them to send me a textbook but i lost the email <laughs> i don't know how to get a hold of them but they had the maybe, maybe, had maybe they'll see this podcast sean and, maybe, and they'll hopefully. get in touch hey, with you if you're from germany college send me a textbook <laughs> but, something about college textbook they're bloody expensive yeah. <laughs> but, yeah it's uh it's it's been cool um i don't do as so i used to do it a lot like a lot of mental health stuff a lot but because i own a clothing brand because i have other interests obviously like nfts and stuff like that um 
I like to just draw everything now. And I tell my fans, like, I'm not going to not, I'm not ever going to stop drawing mental health, but it's just not as frequent as it maybe is it used to be because, you know, I have so many different ideas I want to work on. And I was like, there's always those times where I'm like, Oh, that's a good idea uh, that will help portray like the uh, feeling of depression. You know, Uh, I did the one where it's just based on an old sketch from like six years ago um, where it's a girl holding a giant crow and says like, you know, the darkness isn't as dark when I'm sharing it with you. And I feel like that's my way of like displaying that, like having like my wife helping me, you know, just being around while I'm in those darker states is very helpful. And, you know, a lot of people related to it. You know, I said, Hey, tag someone that you share the darkness with. And a lot of people were tagging like their friends and significant others. And it created this whole like conversation of like, you know, someone actually letting someone else know like, Hey, you're helping me stay out of the dark. And like a lot of people were replying back going, I never knew I was that person to you. That's amazing. And it was, it was yeah, very brilliant. positive. Such a nice thing to be involved with, I imagine. Yeah. Right, definitely. Uh, something uh, we've obviously discussed NFTs and uh, your collection so far. Um, is it quite similar to what we can see on any means necessary, or is is there other aspects to your art that's being uh, produced into NFTs? Um, a lot of the artwork I'm putting in NFTs is a lot of like my personal artwork, not necessarily the clothing brand. Uh, we are actively researching on how we would approach uh the nft space with the clothing brand um obviously the uh the hundreds is a streetwear company out in california they're the first ones who really like understood like the the potential of the nft space so they did like a collaboration with board ape yacht club like right off the bat they already have like their own nft uh what's called the atom bomb squad. So if you own this NFT, you mm-hmm. get early access to their collections. And so right there, I'm like, okay, that's a good idea. Uh, but again, it goes back to our fan base is more of the old school fan base. So I don't know how well they would receive it. Um, obviously we're still in that weird, like, you know, fuck or <laughs> screw you. You're, you know, you're selling out to NFTs. Um, it's a Ponzi scheme, all that stuff. And I just, I don't even have the time to like try and educate a lot of people. I'm like, look, turn off the news, uh, turn off your Facebook feed when it comes to NFT stuff, like do your own research, uh, you know, look into the good of what NFTs can do and what the potential is. Have you found, Sean, that, 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 I don't know, I mean, I, I, I presume you can tell perhaps from from conversations and chats on, uh, you know, DMs or on your socials, but have you found a lot of your, pre-existing audience and fans have moved over to to buy your 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 um, nft art or, or or is it a new almost an entirely new uh, audience that's it's a, a newer audience uh most of my audience hate it i've actually lost over probably three thousand fans uh wow. since announcing that i was getting into the nft space you know I, i've had a lot of people say like i didn't realize you were a greedy artist uh I didn't realize you didn't care about the planet. Um, you're misinformed. Unfollow, unfollow, unfollow. And I'm like, okay. You know, I'm like, that's yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a couple of years from now, you're going to look back and be like, damn, they were right. You know, <laughs> NFTs are here. Uh, I just, it's, it's, I'm in a weird situation because it's hard to talk about it, especially on my, uh, so I do a lot on my Twitter because mm. Twitter seems to be like the space for yeah. NFT and all that stuff. And, I've lost a lot of actually a lot of close friends as well that are other artists that, but they're, they're older artists, like they're in their forties and fifties. 
and they are so 100% against NFTs, but they don't know why. Mm. Um, there's like, well, one guy was like, I don't want someone taking my artwork and turning it into an NFT. I'm like, that's, but I mean, people can take your artwork and make a print of it right now. Yep. It's there's no difference. It's just, they can potentially make a lot more money on the NFT space, but that's why you get in on it first mm-hmm. before they do it. I was like, nothing's really changed in terms of uh, the risk right. of it being mm-hmm. stolen and stuff like that. I'm like, it's just, it's another platform, you know? Um, so it's, I've, a buddy of mine I've, I've been talking to a lot. Uh, his name's Alex Party. He's a, a phenomenal artist. Great, probably one of the best artists I know. The most humble dude I have ever met in my life, and I hate him for it. Um, but he got into the NFT space first and out of our, like, little group. And he said, yeah, I had a lot of people come at me about it and hate me about it. About the, and he goes, but honestly, he's like, I've, great, I've created a whole new fan base yeah. in the NFT space. And, I, and I've honestly, I've... Uh, I have a lot of NFT, like huge names following me now. Like I uh, was an NFT chick, I think is one of them. Like she's got a large following. She did a whole yeah. thing uh, on getting the world of women NFT thing ran by, I guess, like females once they found out it was all ran by men and obviously, you know, created this whole like weird uh, issue. But I have a lot of these like big name NFT uh, promoters and collectors that are like following me because they, you know, they like what I'm doing. But in terms of like the older audience, probably 5% of my current audience probably like NFTs and the rest of them are like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's going to change though. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not going to, it's not going to deter me from doing it because I know that this is, this is the future. It's just, it's what it is. I am, mm. I try to always embrace the change as much as it can be uncomfortable. Um, I don't fully understand NFTs yet. Um, obviously because I released my uh, emotions NFT collection and uh, I was going to say, earlier, it bombed. It literally bombed. You know, I sold 30 out of the 717, you know, and I was just like, man, my utility wasn't right. No. Cause I realized, uh, Right now, at least, a lot of people want into an NFT collection that has a utility, has a game, has a good yeah. roadmap. You know, mine was more based around art and access to clothing and doing meetups for mental health. And I don't think we're there yet uh, for my uh, what I was trying to do with it. So I'm taking a step back, just working on you know individual NFTs uh, and then trying to absorb the information, you know, learn from the other collection. I don't know if I'll do another collection. If I do, it'll be more of like an art collection as opposed to like a, a generated art piece. It'll be more like here's a collection of 10 pieces or like like what we're doing with uh, on UHive. I was about to say, I was about to say this brings perfectly to the... That's a good transition. Look at this. It was perfect. It was literally one appetite. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'd like to tell our listeners what you're going to be doing with us at UHive as well as yes. Yeah, so, um, with UHive, I'm actually releasing my first uh NFT collection of uh six different NFTs. Uh, they're open editions of I believe it was 25, and so you can purchase these on the UHive uh, was it space we got on the marketplace, marketplace yeah. on the marketplace, uh, and then you can 
you know, buy it with your, your U coins. <laughs> U tokens. <laughs> U high tokens. It's going to be absolutely yes. fantastic. Uh, um, we, want, like, we can't wait to have you on our marketplace. And I'm sure our listeners can't wait to um, buy them as well. Like, yeah, absolutely. Are, I mean, we, 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 yeah, we've, we, we've seen a, a we've massive seen adoption rate from, from our, our, our users on the social uh, media platform shift over to the marketplace um, and, and start, you know, creating NFTs, selling NFTs, buying NFTs. Uh, trading NFTs, um, you know, a lot of them have used them as their their, their sort of the profile picks. Uh, you know, displaying them with pride, and we're we, you know we're super excited to see to see your work as well. Um, you know, yeah, replacing some profile on, pictures. I'm very curious of how the like, I'm not sure if there's a lot of darker artwork on your platform, but as you can see, I like to put a lot of bright colors on some of it. Uh, yeah. This collection that's coming out it has a lot of darker imagery, but very bright colors because i like that dichotomy of it yeah yeah that is it that i noticed that about your work so we got we've actually got an artist who, who initially when we when we started talking I kept, I kept confusing you with him because his name is sean uh sean con so it was like sean, are we talking about sean Con? we're talking about sean con um but he, you know his way he's a tattoo artist um New York tra- traditionally yeah and his his work is, is 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 somewhat dark to a degree but yeah he definitely doesn't have that that color uh, color scheme that you've you know sort of you know dropped into your work that just you know it does it, it like I said it's it's you know it's the great dichotomy this pop of color but subject matter is you know it's pretty subdued yeah. and dark so I, you know I love that I think it's brilliant that's um, that's kind of the change I've been trying to do because I, I usually typically work in black and white but I like the idea of having all these bright and wonderful yeah. colors but having very dark content involved so um, it's a very uh, interesting balance yeah, we we love it. I think I think a lot of our our users are going to love it as well. And of course, you have joined UHive as well, so we'll make sure to uh, send a link to your space and your uh, profile in UHive below. Uh, I think that's pretty much everything I, I wanted to cover, Jay. No, I think that's good. I think it's a brilliant episode. It's been fantastic uh, chatting to you, Sean, and and you know just shedding a light on on your brand and your work and. You know, mental health is, is you know, is a phenomenal uh, topic to sort of, you know, to, to champion. Um, you know, we, we're doing our, our best in that respect uh, to sort of, you know, decentralize moderation uh, on UHive as well. And obviously mental health and, and, and you know, the things that, that sort of are, are affected with regards to social media and the misuse of social media when it regards mental health. And, you know, we're trying to do everything, yeah, everything that we can do to combat that. De- you know, decentralizing moderation. So we've got... You just an army of moderators out there, you know, watching out for that sort of stuff. Um, so, you know, brilliant, 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 brilliant podcast. Right on. I appreciate uh, you guys having me on here. Thank you very much for coming, Sean. Um, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we'll make sure we put Sean's links below. We'll drop all the uh, links, yeah. The, the NFTs, the, the spaces, the other stuff that we talked about, loads of stuff, loads of links we're going to have below. Uh, <laughs> thanks once again for listening and make sure you like and subscribe. Who wants to say goodbye? Goodbye to everybody. Don't goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Lovely. <laughs>